All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Daddy Long that get and shout out to Red Light Crew. Consist of Wayne, like Kanye, Bad Melt, and the Scrub. Keep it litty like a fucking titty. 2019. Hey, you're one of 12 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. <laughs> Whoa! <gasps> you like Holy that? Holy shit. <laughs> I haven't been this shocked since that baby showed up that was mine at Little Brick. There we go. Was that the real Daddy Long Neck? That was Long Neck. What'd you pay for that? <laughs> 30 bucks. Damn, he said Wayne. Yeah. Like so, Kanye. So I, 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 I sent the note in to get him to do this. And uh, I said, <laughs> so it's Wanye. Right. And then in brackets, like Kanye. <laughs> That's too complex milk, for Daddy Long Neck. <laughs> bag Milk and the Squire. And I think we got, we got Wayne. Yeah. And then he paused, read it like Kanye. <laughs> Something. I don't know what he I calls me. And then the squirrel. And then the squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> How about that shout out, boys? Liddy like yeah. a titty. Holy Jeez. shit. We're oh, part wow. of the viral social media scene. We're Next thing you know, little Tay's going to be here. Oh, wow. If we had little Tay money, it would be a whole different matter altogether. I'll show you the video afterwards. It's oh, you, pretty, like the pretty lackluster. The oh, he sends a video. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh this is yeah. unbelievable. Lackluster. Content. Damn it all the hell, Daddy Longneck. Now we're going to have to make a video out of your video and put funny things in the background. There we go. When Jared showed it to me last week before we left for the weekend, just the video is so good. It's so funny. And like we watched it, what, three, four times to try and figure out what the hell he actually said. 
Oh, he's a squirrel. Does he look trashed? Because he sounds trashed. I think he's laying in bed. Yeah, he's just having a sleep. (laughs) Yeah, just a little, just, you know, had to roll over and get some biz done. Make 30 bucks. Is that on Cameo? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, thank you. (laughs) Hey. There you go. Wow. Oh, holy hell. What Late a start. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. That's uh, we could edit that into the theme forever. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. You yeah. said Oilers Nation pretty good. Uh, no, he didn't say that. He said real life crew. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, in the beginning. Then it was to, very articulate in the beginning. In 2019 to keep it litty like a fucking titty. There it is. <laughs> oh, wow. Enjoy your 30 bucks. Yeah, buddy. Oh, Jared, that's massive. <laughs> all oh, right. That's massive. Well, we could probably just end the podcast. Yeah, it's all downhill from there. Uh, <laughs> not much I want to say after that. I mean, that is un- unbelievable. What is today? February 19th? Yes, sir. Let's mark it in the high water point of our lives. Doesn't get better. Wow. Real life podcast. What's that? It's my wife's birthday today. Wow, unbelievable. Yeah. Happy birthday. There you go. I hope she too got a cameo video from Daddy Longneck. Well, I, I did. <laughs> that's the that's the gift of love. Happy birthday, lady! Like no idea. Holy oh, man, that God. is shocking! <laughs> wow. Real life podcast. Wanye here. Bag milk here. The squirrel. 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 He's here too. Daddy long neck. Not in studio. Boys, I just got to come down from that emotional high. It is a up and down day. What's that? Roller coaster? Yeah, that's the one. Rob shrimp. On the Oilers Nation podcast, the same week Sam Gagne comes home. Yeah, on Friday, we had Robbie Shrimp on uh, Oilers Nation Radio. Talked to him for about 35 minutes-ish. He was great. It's our version of the boys on the bus. (laughs) We look fondly back to like 2013, and we're like, those are the days. Well, it was fun with him like uh, talking about back in the day when he was still the prospect that everybody was talking about. And like when he did those fancy moves against the golden bears and everybody was talking about it, he was on the news and he had like those dipsy doodle little things that he did. And uh, it was fun to talk about that with him and how like now you can go on Instagram and you see a kid who's 10 and he's pulling that exact same shit, which back in, back in the early two thousands, Wanye, you didn't see that kind of thing. Yeah, he was a pioneer of the he hands was. team. Have you seen that? side-by-side comparison of people doing like the high bar and the low bar, whatever that's called in gymnastics. And it shows the Olympics in like 1918 or something Then it shows the Olympics in 2018. Have you seen this? No. It shows, I don't know what, what's the, what's the gymnastics where you just spin around on the bar. What's that called? The high bar, high bar or some. Yeah. So the moves back in the day and the, the one the Olympics on the left, there's like a guy like spinning on his stomach, like a eight year old does in the <laughs> playground. And then it shows them like now doing quadruple axles and like landing on one foot. And the joke is like, what's it going to look like in a hundred years? People are going to be doing like triple sow cows with no arms hanging out with their tongues. I feel like the the same things happened with shootout moves. Yeah. And that's kind of what he said. It was like, he talked about playing lacrosse as a kid. That was his summer sport. Yeah. He's like, well, I can do this with a lacrosse stick. Why can't I do it with a hockey stick? And he just kind of talked about how the creativity what he was doing with the puck is important to him. And now kids are just, they've got a rink in their yard kind of thing. Yeah. And it's interesting to see how that uh, kind of developed. I want to talk about the high bar a little bit more because go on. Spurned a memory of mine. Spurned? Spurned. Like made angry? <laughs> yeah, because he should have got better marks than he did. Well, so, oh, fuck. Which Olympics was it? Well, I'm a, I'm a winter Olympics <laughs> Hold on. Guy. Do you have beef with an old Olympic ruling you're going to bring up? <laughs> it's not a ruling. So, Talking about the high bar specifically, I was watching the Olympics. Uh, I don't know if it was Athens or Rio. And uh, 
they talk about like coming up next on the high bar, the Flying Dutchman. So they've caught my attention by huh. calling him such a fancy thing. His name is Epke Zunderland. He came out, and I, I I strongly recommend people go and see talking about the evolution of high bar. This guy was doing some fucking shit, like stuff that's never been done before. And he was barely landing it because he was pushing the bar so much. Literally. Literally. Uh, they still gave him like a really, like, I think he still got meddled, even though like he wasn't landing everything, but it was so like intense in terms of like progression or pushing the sport forward Damn. that they gave him some like respect marks. Uh, so anyways, high bar thing. It just, it just shot in, shot in my mind. Epke Zunderland, check him out on YouTube, Flying Dutchman. He is doing some spins. I've been watching the Olympics with the Squire for five odd <laughs> Olympiads, and it's like watching a Francis Ford Coppola movie with the director's notes on. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Every four years, you're just like, let me access this part of my brain, and away we go. Like He'll be watching like the luge and be like, you know who we're cheering for is the Norwegian team because they're third really overcame a lot of adversity in his training sessions this year. I'm like, nobody knows this. I just appreciate that uh, Jay knows Epke Sunderland from his 2012 Olympic gold medal. Oh, oh was it a gold medal? He no. did it. He yeah. did it. No, no, he, he, he oh. What? Dutch gymnast and in 2012 Olympic gold medalist on the high bar. He also won three world championship titles on the high bar at 2013, 2014, and 2018 world championships. So then what did he do in 2008? Maybe it was 2008 that I had the beef. Well, we're going to have to go back. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Check him out. This guy, talking about progression in terms of what it was before and the other. And the other thing that's, I don't know if it's the right thing to bring up, but have you ever seen the old, uh, see, I love New Zealand. I love the All Blacks because it's so interesting because they do the haka before. Have you seen the haka from like the 30s to the haka today? No. <laughs> it looks like they're playing patty cake. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So check that out too. Check out like 1930s haka yep. uh, for uh, for rugby. And that's and- the story of Rob Shrimp being on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's how he got here. Yeah. yeah. Robbie Shrimp. It is funny you bring up the haka though. Were you watching Coach's Conor over the weekend? No. They were talking about the Carolina Hurricanes oh. celebrations that they do after the games. And Ron McClain kind of referred to it as the haka in a way. Which how pissed, dare you? Pissed off a such lot a of beautiful. Kiddies. There's Beautiful. a lot of Kiwis that got mad about that. Yeah, of course. But did you see what the Hurricanes did? Yeah, they embraced it. I, they embraced I, I, it. I respect what they did. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah those yeah, jerks. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's genius. Yeah, because he called them jerks for, for like, celebrating after wins. Or you never, never compare the the Hawka to that. That is exactly. That. I'm surprised that like they're not like coming over to like wage war because they're that intense. The brooms are out for grapes after that. Hey, boy, there is a segment of people that don't want anyone to have a job. I just thought I thought it was funny that the guy who's worn the loudest suit jackets of all time yeah, for yeah. 40 years is talking about how people need to, you know, but tone it down. Who cares? That That's grapes persona like that. Like, are you shocked he didn't come after it? Like, I think you'd be I'd be more shocked if he's like, I love what they're doing there. Yeah, that's that's my brand. I don't think that like. It, it was, I was watching the Whitney Houston documentary last night on Netflix. Have you seen this? No, it's been in my queue, but I haven't watched it yet. Jay? Uh, no, I haven't seen it. Remember Whitney Houston? Songstress? Song, songstress? The Bodyguard. Yeah, amazing. Amazing documentary that they did about her. Like, the way that they show her decline and her demons and, like, they interviewed, they got Bobby Brown on there. You know, they're slinging around some dough. He ain't going to do that for free. <laughs> but it was interesting to watch, like, her being on late night in the mid-90s and what people could say in the media then versus now. Do you have an example? Well, I'll give you I'll give you an example of slightly different. I also watched the Monica Lewinsky documentary. 
Hmm. You had a you had a big weekend, buddy. I don't know many people, <laughs> and the Oilers weren't doing much for me. But Monica Lewinsky, let me just switch it a bit. Like she's on, they're doing like top ten lists about how she's a hoe on Letterman. Oh, and back like in the day. you would never get away with this. Now. No, 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 no. And the way that they're treating Whitney Houston, like they're basically like she's on crack, and they show like on Family Guy how they're making fun of her, and like the SNL's doing skits with her on crack, and there are people who are like. It was really, really sad to watch her decline. And it was really, really sad to watch how no one in the mainstream media seemed to care. They wanted to make a joke out of this lady, like ending up, you know, in a really bad place. And I think like things are really starting to change a lot. What you can say in the media and stuff like that. If you took a Letterman episode from like 2001 and just aired it now, people would be like calling for him to be fired in a New York minute. I think it's tough when you're looking at like what, People can say and can't say now because like Don Cherry isn't doing anything really that outrageous. You no. know what Don Cherry's always done. But there are people coming for him on social media. Like you should be fired. How can you do this CBC? How dare you employ somebody who's this bigoted against hurricanes? <laughs> against Mother Nature? Yeah, I don't know. I just I disagreed with his his comments, but that was it. Yeah, no. And that's beginning and ends. Like Yeah. Okay. To me, Either you Carol, like it or you don't. Yeah, the Hurricanes do a thing. Their fans like it. And if it's their thing, then whatever. Who cares? But that's where it ends. You never ask for somebody to be fired because he has a different opinion. Like it's just absurd. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think the overreaction is 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 absurd. And you're you're allowed to 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 have beef with what he said. Like Don's always controversial. Like he's always like that's that's what he does. So like whatever. I guess come at me, bro. Yeah. Just kind of park it. I don't think he's going away. If CBC folds this, then they are. Wow. He's 85 too, right? Yeah. And people are like, what a piece of shit. 85 years old. Get him <laughs> off the TV. What a fucking jerk. Like, calm down, everybody. Man. Yeah, he, uh, you're 100% right. It's not like Don Cherry is any different now than he ever has been. But it's almost like having any point of view. Oh, yeah, you can't. Is just getting like railroaded. But in the name of tolerance, it's weird. It's like. How dare you think that you're so intolerant and I say you should be banished from television yeah. <laughs> forever to show you how tolerant I am. Yeah. You should be put into an old folks home and mined for minerals. Yeah, it's just I like Don Cherry. I mean, sure. he's old. He's a national treasure. What was the guy in the AFL? The super old announcer that like stayed on the air until he was 91. And then they like remember Joshy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I don't they, I don't remember. His he was name. like the Don Cherry, of the AFL. Yeah. And the, he was like revered. And our institutions aren't revered. We're like shitting on Don in his 85th year. Yeah. He looks great. Yeah, I don't get it. And he's still sharp. Do you know what I mean? He's still got his takes. He's still got his opinions. He's still wearing the suits. He's still doing what he can to promote the game. And that's what it's all about, really. There is some irony that a guy wearing suits for the last, like you said, big. Yeah, I mean, it's just funny. Saying, like, don't have a personality. Yeah, don't be loud, but check out my suit that looks like a, you know, a porn set. <laughs> Which is fine, but at the same point, I love that the Hurricanes came out with a shirt that says "bunch of jerks." Yeah, that's great. Like, good on them for embracing it. Do I necessarily love what they do? It's more like kind of what the Oil King should do type thing, like in terms of. But whatever, they're in a competitive market. Yeah, they're trying to make it fun and engage with the fans. So I don't disagree with it. I just don't enjoy it. But I love how Carolina embraced that. Smart. I think it's interesting because how many times have you had a bad game here or whatever, or just a game where the 50-50 gets called and everybody clears out? Well, there's not as many people in Carolina watching the games, but if they win, everybody's still sticking around and kind of watching what's going on and being engaged, and they're all cheering for the weird celebration. Like, who cares, man? 
Yeah. Hockey's supposed to be fun. At some hockey point, is supposed to be yeah, fun. At some point, we lost that along the way, that hockey's supposed to be fun. It's a game. I love Carolina embracing it, too. They're like, yeah. we're a bunch of jerks, and we're those guys, and blah, blah, blah. Like They win. They're, they won. They're embracing the underdog. Yeah, they won. It's amazing the oil being as, well, we'll just say low in the ranks as they've been. <laughs> what are you talking about? We're, we've got a playoff chance. We've got playoff hopes. How have they never been able to p- present themselves as an underdog? That's what we were. We had that. Did we, though? We were getting laughed at oh, all the time. Oh, buddy. There we wasn't people. Johnny Lunchpail in the 90s, Oh, man. man. Yes, yeah, yes. Like I was, mean, like, like 07, that. like modern day, despite being in the basement at all times, we've never been able to cast ourselves as the underdog. No, we're people. a cap team now, and we're, you know, we're the New York Yankees, and no, we're not. Speaking of the mighty oil, Mark Conley versus Bob Nicholson. Hell of an interview hell of an interview it was one of those ones where we all listened to it together today it was one of those ones where there was no softballs from mark connelly in this one he Ooh. was throwing heat yeah right down broadway yeah. and he, when bob would give him his like tap dance answers he would call him on it and that's what i think has been missing from a lot of those conversations and then he would keep bit. tap dancing yeah yeah that's the thing. <laughs> like, there's one part of the interview, and obviously I'm paraphrasing, where uh, Bob Nicholson talks about them still having a chance to make the playoffs. And Mark Connolly was just like, listen, the team's in third last place. They're not close. Yeah. Well, I don't Twice know. Twice that happened. Yeah, just, it, was, it was incredible. I know. He, he gave him no room. And he was just like, uh, what was the question? Uh, oh, about the mistake that was hiring Peter Shirelli and how his answer involved, well... You have to take it back to Glenn Sather. How many GMs do they look for then? How is that even connected to your decision to hire the wrong guy? How is that connected? It all started back in the Big Bang. Yeah. So. <laughs> it was interesting to hear him briefly touch upon the work he did with Hockey Canada. I didn't quite follow. It was a non sequitur oh. to whatever he was being asked. He's talking about the different organizations being bankrupt and he took over and stuff like that. Yeah. They had bad business people. What was that? Bob's a business guy. I don't get it. Like, what was? uh, I don't know. Maybe, like, maybe he wasn't good at like the 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 brand was weak and they were able to generate any revenue and the team was doing shitty. But like, I'm sorry, you don't need to be an amazing hockey mind to draft when you have all of Canada to draft with and no salary cap to make a winning team. Plus, when you've got like good coaches under you that are in in in, and other layers there, they're going to help build that team. Like. Trying to compare that to the Oilers, like to me, is so apples and oranges. Now, if we're talking about Bobby Nichols coming in to be a brand builder and build a business unit, that's a different discussion. Not necessarily saying he's doing a great job there. He came out with the Bobby Nix burger, which we obviously reference a lot here. But like these are those, like I, I just, I don't, uh, I, I don't get that using that as as a rationale for anything. For him, it wasn't the call to account that they were probably hoping they were zero accountability. Get. I didn't feel any. Did you? Nope. Nope. Reference Bakersfield a bunch, which they never used to do. So obviously they're changing their internal narrative to try to like yeah. pull the wool over our eyes. Yeah. But he did not answer one single question asked of him. It was just a big ruse. A and, ruse. It, it, a ruse. and it was, and was interesting to see him go all politician given the caliber of the, the questions that were going his way. It was like you guys said, he didn't really answer nope. anything. 
So it just made him look even worse that he was doing that whole song and dance. The you know, like was it a mistake? Was, hire, was it a mistake hiring Shirelli? Well, you got to take it back to Glenn Sather. Is how he opened. What in the fuck is that? Yeah. Then we used to ask about: uh, Is there anything that you wish you knew coming to run an NHL team that you didn't know from Hockey Canada? And then you went into that whole spiel about what five that in a row. Yeah, <laughs> they're talking about the World Juniors from like ten years ago or whatever. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was, it was weird. weird. It was weird. Hey, props to Mark Connolly for props to Mark Connolly for not stopping the jabs. Now I wonder if he's going to be uh, disinvited, mm-hmm. uninvited. Sorry, uninvited from the company luncheons that I assume. Well, he's got happen. a place on our side. He can come have free breakfast at Little Brick. Yeah, twenty five percent off. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's not going to. We're much. actually running a business here. Yeah, it's interesting. I I think it's fun when the MSM fight. It is interesting. It's fun. It's like I remember one time I was in grade four and I was walking to the bathroom. You know, when you get the, the, the go ahead from the teacher to leave. And I stayed too long doing whatever I was doing. And I ended up waiting until like recess to go back to class. And I was walking past the teacher's lounge and I'd been free for ages. And I heard them arguing in the teacher's lounge about something. And I remember just like putting my ear to the door hole and being like, I can't believe the gym teacher and the music teacher are arguing. I thought they were all best friends and they kiss huh. or whatever kids thought teachers are doing. I feel like that when the MSM argues, I'm like, what? Matheson and Staples are best friends. <laughs> they were going at the other day. Who else was getting into it? Tukowski was getting into it with, I think. Well, Matheson, Matheson made the, the tweet about, I've spoken to countless hockey people who say Keith Gretzky is a good GM. Yes. Yeah. Hang on. I'll find that. And exactly. he was taken fire. Oh, geez. Online. For yeah. This. You could, you could see the leash that's attached from OEG to his neck when he tweets something like that. It was crazy, man. And like, people are like, look at all this narrative. Stoffer's talking about how the Keith Gretzky era has begun and all this shit. They're going to try. And like, people, ooh, it's the Ministry good. of Truth, we are living in the Big Brother era. It's getting good. Talk to countless. Uh, talked to countless outside hockey people who feel Keith Gretzky is quietly very good at his job. And then he got ratioed pretty good on that. 130 replies. 253 likes. Yeah, Somewhere got- in there is an MSM guy being like, are you serious? It's to good. me like... Uh, the teacher's arguing in the... Teacher's it is the teacher. It's the teacher's arguing, but like... Why is Matt... Why is Maddie doing this? And like, why is Stoffer doing this? It's obviously got a reason why they're pushing... This agenda, you would think. Well, Stoffer works both of them at for the same the time. <laughs> yep. So Stoffer is the de facto mouthpiece for the team, really. Yep. So he'll pump the team up and say the narrative that he has to say. Yeah. And then he'll say anything he can to give himself an in to be the next GM. <laughs> it's the uh, you know career path as old as time. Announcer to GM. Yeah. Everybody, everybody does that. Well, well, there's, you know, goalie to GM. That's sure, why not? Kind of similar. It's just weird that, like, it would be such an Oilers thing to do that they'd be like, have countless options as a potential GM and they just end up with Keith Gretzky anyway. It would just be such an Oilers thing to do. Oh, of course. Yeah. But, uh, sorry. In, we haven't touched about this yet. <laughs> well, don't, we got to go to break. What Jared's else? got his finger out in the air. Nicholson said, though. Do you want to get to this after the break? Jared looks thrilled. Let's take a break. Real life podcast back after this. Have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? Then you need to call Jabba Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? 
You can't fix stupid, but here at Japa Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly, Japa Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at japamachinery.com. Japa Machinery Group, join the family. Man, I cannot believe Daddy Longneck opened up the Real Life Podcast this week. Cameo is a hell of a, it's just a hell of a thing. So Cameo is his website, cameo.com. And you can go on there and get a questionable list of celebrities to record (laughs) a shout out on their phone for you. Hello, I'm who so-and-so. Lance Bass. Lance Bass. Lance Bass is not cheap. Ice tea, 150 bucks for ice tea. Oh. Lance Bass, 200 bucks. Yeah, Yeah, that's a little much. Sean Astin. Huh? You want Rudy? You can have him. His, His are actually really good. I bet they some, are. Some people just phone it in and they're like in yeah. bed looking at their phone and they mispronounce all the names. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne. But, uh, other people like, like Kanye. Debbie Gibson. She does phenomenal work. Yeah, she'll play a song for you. Yeah. Oh, wow. And she's in her studio. The audio's good. The video's good. It's great. She cares. Yeah. Attention to detail. Yeah. Well, that's so you get the return bit. So let's so get the return customers. But I think Daddy Longneck. Did basically did it on brand for him, so I'm pretty pleased. Yeah. Wayne, like Kanye. <laughs> Batman. There's a skrr. The skrr. The skrr. We could take a chunk out of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, Do yeah. whatever we want. Lifetime of it's content ours. out of there. It's Spliced ours. and diced. And Getting back to less yeah. daddy long neck related matters before the break. Squire, talk to me. Yeah, well, just uh, another point about the uh, the interview there today was, you know, Nicholson went from saying it was a group decision to sign Koskinen to then hanging it back on to Peter. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that, too. Woo! In the press conference following Peter Torelli's firing, if you forgot, Bob Nicholson said it was a collaborative effort. It was a team decision. That was not the case today. When Mark Conley asked why oh. he signed Miko Koskinen. This is like living in 1984 when they're like, we're at war with this country. No, we love him. We're actually in war with the other Eurasia? country. Eurasia? Those bastards. Yeah. Jeez. No, we like Eurasia. We always have. You got to get you got to get down with the program, Jay. You got to learn how to overrate your brain like we're being told. The propaganda. <laughs> it was Jarelli's fault. Oh, yeah. That, that- <laughs> Nicholson doesn't uh. sound to me like a guy in charge. He doesn't sound to me like a guy who's like, it is my job to come to Edmonton and right the wrongs of the OEG. That was not, I didn't hear one degree of accountability in his speech. Yeah, because he wouldn't even answer the questions, honestly. Or so, even answer the questions. Those are just questions and just rambling on the other end. Is it like drug lord thesis where you kill the top drug lord and then it's the battle for power that's actually really destructive so you want to have a figurehead that everybody's supporting and then it keeps the peace like if he's not in charge are the other lieutenants running the show the answer has to be yes i think it provides a really interesting window on the psychology of the oeg did he strike you as a guy who was going to like call everyone to account in a meeting and put a squash on stupidity no, no. <laughs> Sounds like a guy who's sitting at the end of the table, signing eight by tens and mailing them to other heads of states. Like, <laughs> so that who is in charge? Was to it me, Peter Chiarelli? To me, it sounded like 
Bob Nicholson wasn't prepared for this market. Do you know what I mean? When things get tough, nobody knows things, how they work, how hockey works more than Oilers fans. And I feel like he wasn't ready for that. Because the reaction on Twitter to the Mark Connolly interview today was everybody kind of calling him on his bullshit like we are. And it just, I don't feel like when I listened to it that he had kind of like the the firmness you would kind of need in that spot. Yeah, no. Like, none. Like, if uh, like a Steve Eisman type was doing that interview, like, he, was, he would be serious and not rambling and direct and accountable. And you'd come away being like, okay. Yeah, like feeling, yeah, like, oh, yeah, exactly. And, and we, we left that thing being like, what the hell did we just listen to? Because remember how he was going to do the audit? And yeah. I started looking into business terms, bag milk, you know, between my Whitney Houston documentary and my Monica Lewinsky documentary. They're using all the terms wrong. So a forensic audit is when you go through the finances of a company for purposes of proving fraud. So when everyone's talking about their forensic audit, they're about to do a forensic audit and a forensic audit. Basically, what you're saying is we think that we've defrauded our customers and our partners. Well, that's (laughs) not wrong. Maybe that's why he didn't get the results of that forensic audit. But he was going to deliver the results, remember? And then we won the draft lotto. And so (laughs) I was watching some people on Twitter. The takedown of Nicholson and the OEG on Twitter is reaching amazing levels. Yeah. I saw one guy the other day. I can't remember his name, unfortunately. But he had like a 18-tweet string. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's uh, Oilers Nerd Alert. Great follow. Oh, was that a takedown of Keith Gretzky? Who uh, might be fine. I don't know. But like you, you reach when you, when people are crafting up eighteen tweet super strings, you got to come out with a lot more toughness than that. Yeah, yeah. Now I want to, to be fair, I, what Keith Gretzky's done in the last seven days has actually been, in my opinion, good. Mm-hmm. My uh, question is: Is the bar just that low that it was a tripping hazard? That's true. That's true. It's 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 because it's it's so bad that anything that gets done is probably looked at as good. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying Keith Gretzky is the answer. I'm not. Uh, but he has done well. I'm not cashing my OEG checks yet. I never in a million years would have expected him to get rid of Ryan Spooner for an actual human being. Yeah, that this city seems to love. That was actually a surprise. That's the kind of moves you got to make if you want to keep the fan base locked in. Yeah. Remember great. when they brought back Smitty? Yep. Remember, you and I, Jay, were like, I forgive them for everything. I yeah. also forgive them for everything. Let's go buy Smitty garbage cans. And here we go, right? Bringing yeah. back Sam Gagne. Have you ever seen an Oiler happier at the West Edmonton Mall autograph signing than Sam Gagne? No. And he, he honestly looked thrilled to be Thrilled. I, I think, I actually think that was a good culture move. I do. I agree. We never traded and, and used culture in 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 the, in the currency of a trade transaction, but I think we actually did. Sam Gagne was a good oiler, and I think bringing back good oilers, whether it's his coaches, general managers, whatever it is, to try and reboot the culture, it, it makes a case for a Billy Garen, right? A guy who, if remember, the longest time it was like, well, the Oilers are so poor, no one's going to come play in Edmonton unless they have a particular love for the Oilers. Remember that window? Yeah. That's the guys we should go and get. Guys who pick playing in Edmonton over going elsewhere, who hopefully can bring some of that spark into the room. Now, Sam Gagne, first of all, I thought he was like 37. He's only 29. 
That's what happens when you get oh, rushed. Oh, yeah, he still got some jammies. But you get rushed into the fast. NHL, hey? I, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we rushed. He's 11 we, years we in him. the league. He's only 29. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's still some gas in the tank. He's not the fastest guy, but the guy's got fucking hands. Well, he went from the AHL to power play with Connor. Like, that's a strange 24 hours. But at least he's a veteran enough to be able to handle a move like that. For sure. And not shit his pants. For sure. And uh, today on Inside the Nation, Dusty was talking about Sam Gagne is coming back. And he said one of the things he likes about it is, yeah, they talk about culture and character and blah, 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 blah. They get plenty of both with Sam Gagne. He talks about nights where he was in the dressing room interviewing players after they got dummied like 8-1. And Sam Gagne was always the first person to stand up and say, this is what happened. Let's do this. I'm ready. You know what he sounds like? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> there's time on you there's time. sounds like the captain <laughs> well i i i i've been eating a lot if, of shit on well Twitter. if he's willing to stay here well it, well and let's like i have not seen him play in a long time yeah. and i'm excited to watch him yes uh tonight and uh if he still got a, if some game in him like you know they should try and sign him and i would not be shocked if he wears an a He's which got is basically to, because you can't take the C from Connor. No. Which basically means I was right. prophecy is correct. I don't know if he has enough in the tank. We'll see. Right? I I love yeah. Sangani. I yeah. love Sangani when he was like, here. I want, I want, this is one of those things where I just want this story to happen. Yeah, right? and he's not that old. No. He's not on the wrong side of father time yet. Nope. Now he just turned 29 in August. Actually, he has the same birthday is my dad so happy birthday to my dad well happy birthday mr milk senior (laughs) no but i think it's super interesting to think that like i'm looking at his uh his elite prospects page right now and he is only 29 i mean and he's been around for a thousand years now 11 it's an amazing career yeah so i i i think maybe there's still some jam that up is he a three million dollar player probably not, but that's okay. Get him on the right deal. It expires after what next year or this year? Uh, it's got one more year after one this year. more year. Okay. Well, you know, we're going to, we're going to eat money that. is, was essentially a wash with Ryan Spooner. Yeah. Well, that's who was never going to play here. Well, and you know what? I just want to, this is why I love the nation. You know, that <laughs> tribute video to Ryan Spooner. Oh man. Was that just, funny. just so well-timed and just, you got it. I was sitting at like a dinner and I just started laughing and I couldn't, you know, it was, I just made a scene because everyone's looking at me because I should have been quiet because someone was talking on stage. But that was just so well done. Got to give some props and a shout out to Evan, the intern, who, as soon as the trade went through, he's like, can I make a Ryan Spooner highlight video? And can it be 10 seconds long? And we said, yes, of course you can do that. And he knocked that out real quick. Uh, God love those young little creatives. Real quick, he knocked that out. So props to Evan, because I also had a hearty, hearty chuckle. Oh, that was great. It's hard finding stuff to laugh about. How about Brandon Manning clearing waivers today? Oh, whoa. (laughs) Shocker. (laughs) Well, that's all Peter's doing. Yeah, well, fuck. Like, I I briefly got sick to my stomach because I'm just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Why would we do that? Why would we trade for him? Drives me nuts. Therefore, Drake's just living his best life in Chicago, and he could have been here. He would still be uh, fifth in team goals, but you know, still making those hits, scoring some of them goals, being a teammate. Everybody loved being a teammate. You know, chucking nucks here and there. Yeah, you know, being an oiler, being a hard-working Edmontonian and oiler. Instead, we got Manning. 
who is now on his way to the Bakersfield Condors and watch his first game be when they lose. Oh, yeah. He'll just, yeah, yeah. Shocker. Anyways. There was talk yesterday from some of the scribes out in Vancouver talking about maybe the Canucks might claim him. Oh, and I was doing some praying last night, Wanya. I was hoping. Ah. I went out to every god and deity I could find. Even Ganesh? Of course, Ganesh. Asked for a little favor, unfortunately. (laughs) Bakersfield, he goes. Did you see the, this is real 2019, talking about memes. Did you see the 10 inch, 10 underscore inch cock? First of all, classic name. Meme about Bob Green and how he's the guy who said we need to trade the 15th overall pick in the deepest draft this decade for Griffin Reinhardt and then literally told uh, Chirelli later on he'd never watched Reinhardt in the AHL. <laughs> That's, see, that drives me nuts because Griffin was one of his guys because he worked for the Oil Kings. And it was the 15th and like the 30-something pick, remember? So essentially two first-round picks. We're like, we're... We're paying the price for that guy's absolute stupidity. I saw that I, in the photo they put, like they make him look kind of evil. Like it's yeah. just like, I'm just like, oh, how the hell do we let this guy fucking make a big decision like this? It's because I don't, I don't think that anyone's in charge. I don't think that anyone's in charge of the OEG anymore. It's not Bob. It's not Chirelli because he got gassed. The guy who replaced Chirelli. Do we even have a Poho? No, that was Chirelli. He yeah. was the Poho. So Bob stepped in as interim. Bob stepped in as Poho. The guy who in his interview went, we have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and a couple good defensemen. Oh, yeah. Forgets our beloved Nuge. And can't name the defensemen. How do you... Well, we're jumping around, but... We got Patrick Russell. He was sure to put that in the season ticket holder letter. Chris Russell. No, Patrick Russell. He mentioned Patrick Russell as, as part of the, the solution to this upcoming season. Egg milk, thoughts? I mean, I remember <laughs> the letter. It's fresh in my mind. Coom likes to reference it all the time, the Patrick Russell letter. Is that the letter we have here? Where's the season ticket DVD? Jared, behind you? Uh, Is it in this letter? Yeah. Is that a fresh that fresh DVD you guys just got? No, it's no, not it's a DVD. A no, no, it's a season ticket. If there's a letter in there, it'll it'll reference Patrick Russell. That- Dear Oilers family, I'm excited to welcome you back for the 2018-19 season, the Oilers' 40th anniversary in the National Hockey League. After the challenges and frustrations of last year, side note, don't put frustrations in the letter to season ticket holders. No. It's like putting the word whoops in the Constitution. <laughs> After the challenges and frustrations of last year, we're certainly eager to get back on the ice and return to the type of success and fun we experienced together just two seasons ago. Though we had no plans to make changes to the core of our club in the offseason, that's kind of shocking that you had no plans to make changes to the core of your club in the offseason. And what are we in? 27? <laughs> yes. It's good. We did add veteran depth to our lineup. Head coach Todd McClellan added veteran coaches Trent Yanni, Glenn Gulitson, and Manny Viveros to his staff. This goes on and on and on. Good God. No mention of Patrick Russell. That's a different letter than a different must letter, been. yeah. Yeah, but there is one out there. Definitely is out there. And I'm sure he's going to be a fine prospect. Maybe. For somebody. A team in the German Elite League. And he'll make a fine living eating <laughs> bratwurst and wearing Lederhosen and drinking giant beers. Yeah. Well. I'm looking for a positive on this one. 
Well, Bob is not wrong when we can say Bakersfield's kicking ass because yeah, that is the God's honest truth. Uh, but it's funny how... Led by Keegan Lowe? Led by Keegan Lowe. Ooh, that's a uh, win. And, you know, Bob's lucky to have that as something to grab onto right now. And it's not, uh, it's not of his doing that it's happening. It's, it's but... <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So Bakersfield's what one like fifteen in a row. Yeah, now Moto's getting some points. Pooley Arva needs to be down there to be in some positivity, but obviously there's some weird shit happening behind the scenes where his agent is interfering and probably not being sent down. But then you see Rashog saying he will be sent down. So there's some confusion around that. And now he's on the IR for some reason. Now he's in the IR. Yeah, so John Shannon, to catch everybody up on what Jay's talking about on Monday... He's still alive? I I thought I put the silver bullet in his ass. He's uh, tweeting posthumously then. Uh, Oilers management reiterates that at this time, Jesse Pugliarvi will not be going to the AHL Condors. Followed up by Ryan Rashog on Tuesday morning. I'd expect Pugliarvi to be assigned to Bakersfield on the weekend after he comes off the IR. Very good chance he spends the rest of the season there. Nicholson was clear about the need to develop players properly at his presser, and this move is long overdue. So, contradictory statements there by two media guys. Yep. We'll see what happens. At this point, we've, at least in my opinion, reached Jesus take the wheel stage of the weather season, and all you can just do is sit back and watch. Yeah, well, it, well it, exactly. I was just telling someone this, like, the like, like I said, I'm so emotionally connected to this team, and I get so goddamn mad. I hear you, buddy. This is like starting to affect me. But I've had the I. But every so, you know, we had the decade of darkness, then we had the season of hope, and then we're about back down to the darkness. But right around this time of year, that January to February area, I just finally have that like something just a switch just flips, and I that emotional detachment kind of happens, and I can, I can start thinking a little bit clearer now. So like they lost those games the weekend, I was like. Fuck. Oh, well. Sam's back. I went and watched double-A men's, senior men's hockey on the weekend. Good stuff. More those, guys are, Red Deer. those guys are doing it for love of the game. They're, they're warriors. Unreal. Walk up. 20 book for four guys. No prob. Stroll through. Cash only. Whatever. Respect. <laughs> chicken fingers. Find me better chicken fingers than in an arena that hasn't changed the grease in 20 years. Were they $37? They were not. They were like $6. Woo! And we all got chicken fingers. Of course you did. Well, of course. They're giving them away. Guys are ripping each other's faces off on the ice. Sticking each other and three Pest brothers all in one team. Mayhem. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to give up on the others, obviously. But I think I need to find other hockey to watch to like supplement my Oilers hockey. Where I have like an offhand chance of seeing something happen and like a team that's like happy and stuff like that. And in like addition to still sticking with the oil. Because I'm with you, Jay. It's starting to really, it's, it's spilling over into my day-to-day life. Yeah. It, it, it literally affects, it clouds my head and it affects my work. You know, my focus, my creativity. My Is that why your thoughts. new album hasn't come out? Oh yeah, you've been I waiting guess. on that mixtape for a while now. Well, it's 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 just it's honestly right now it's fifty minutes of just crying. <laughs> so I realize that's not going to work. I'll buy that. I like to project positivity. Uh, so yeah, no, but it's so I I had to. It's like it's like meditation where like you, you meditate and you have thoughts come and you have like okay, just take it and park it. Well, with, with the Oilers, it's so hard to do that. But I've finally kind of been able to kind of push it away a little bit. 
I'm still obviously diehard fan supporting the team. Sure, they got a chance to make the playoffs, but whatever. I just I, want to see some goals. I had the ultimate sadness this weekend. Not only did the Oilers lose, as we all know. The ultimate sadness. Friday and Saturday, the Oilers lost. Oh, sad as it is. Yes. Canada beats down. Then, on the weekend, I'm talking to our colleagues at Flames Nation, and they asked for my help writing content for them during their playoff run. Those oh. fucking heartless bastards. So Don't do it! That was very upsetting. Hey, man. Since you won't have a playoff run to watch, any chance you can help us out with ours? And you have to... Wait, wait, Jared. Do you want to stop here? Do you want to rant? You pick. Stop. Stop. We'll be right back. Real life podcast stopped. Sumojerky.com. You've been through the gas station. You've seen all the flavors. Teriyaki, black pepper, maybe extra hot, sweet chili. That's about as exotic as it gets. But if you subscribe to Sumo Jerky at sumojerky.com, check them out online, enter your preferences. They source out the finest small batch handcrafted ma and pa jerky from all over the world. They have all your favorite flavors, but it's high-quality, handcrafted versions of your favorite flavors, and they get exotic as well. Exotic jerky from exotic animals, or play it straight and stick with beef. Enter your preferences at sumojerky.com. It shows up once a month. Deliver it as a gift if you like. Have it sent to your work for a little pick-me-up during the day. Sumojerky.com. Follow them on Instagram at sumojerky for pictures of their meat. Or sign up for the service yourself, sumojerky.com. Once a month, meat delivered right to your door. It's the home delivery service you didn't realize you need until it started showing up. My favorite day of the month is Sumo Jerky Delivery Day. Sumojerky.com to get started. Before the break, Bag Milk, you're just about to start what well, you were telling us, how Flames Nation can tap you on the shoulder and ask for you to help write their playoff content for them. Yeah. Technically, you kind of have to say yes because you're their boss. Yeah. What's your new role? At the Nation Network, you were just promoted. I was sitting in, in a meeting, playing Air Blast on my phone. How'd you do? Not bad. Toy Blast. Nice. Air Blast, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just uh, kind of taking a bigger project manager kind of role, uh-huh. making sure that things are streamlined between all levels here, and uh, making sure that we're getting the most out of everybody else. And that's going to be and part of that, unfortunately, is saying yes to things like helping Flames Nation with their playoff content. Um, are you going to be doing a forensic audit? Yes, I'm going to be doing a forensic audit on everything, top to bottom, and I will release those results when we draft Connor McDavid. I think if the nation is a little team, sure, nobody has rippling muscles except for Coombe and possibly the Squire, but other than that, we're just like every other team on Earth. I think it's interesting that like your job, you're not the editor-in-chief, but you're basically in charge of making sure that everybody is writing content to the standard that we want to have. Yeah. And just trying to think of different ways to write about the sport and what else can we do? What are they doing at flames nation that we're not doing at others nation or vice versa? I think that's important to kind of have somebody watching over all that stuff and taking ideas from you guys, making them happen, getting the best out of the boys at the table upstairs It'll be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I don't look forward to writing for Flames Nation. I'm mm-hmm. not putting my fucking name on it. I'll tell mm-hmm. you that much. No. Amen. Not bag milk should be your name. Yeah, yeah. not bag milk. <laughs> not Definitely, bag milk. Certainly not bag milk. I think it's interesting, though, because like any other team, we have we add people to our team and we take people away from our team and you're cut from the team and you're on the team and we sign people to bad deals and have to get out of those like any other organization. But you've seen of late, especially we had one of our we'll call them our site partners go a little bananas 
and go wild and start doing wild things and tweeting wild tweets and turning off sites and doing all sorts of shit. And we were talking about it in our meeting today. We're like, oh yeah, this is just like the time that guy went crazy or just like the time that guy went crazy and having you as like a force of sanity. <laughs> Seriously. Dealing. Like I know if Bag Milk's dealing with a site manager and that guy or lady is nuts, that you're not nuts and that you've been with us since minute one of everything happening and that like you can go in and like project the culture of the organization and be like, you don't do this. You don't do that. That's like what the oil are missing. They're missing their bag milk. Well, yeah, I mean, it has been interesting in terms of just my career line here. I started as a commenter, mixing it up in the GDBs. The first back in 2008, 2000. Yeah, probably 2008. That's where it all started. And then, you know, the right sack beatings were once a week and then it turned into social and then it turned into other stuff. And then a full-time gig now, almost five years here, boys. Unbelievable. Five years in March. Yeah. That's like a diamond ring anniversary of some variety. Absolutely. So I'm waiting on Sherwood Ford to hook us all up with 1987 Ford Escort GTs. You know it. Very nice. They're coming. What's your forensic audit of our organization? You've seen a lot of stuff happen in the last five years since you came aboard. We moved offices. You always made times. the playoffs once. Oh, yeah, twice. You went down to Jasper Ave. Yeah, I went down to Jasper Ave, back to Little Brick. We were in the Fountain Tire. It was interesting, man. It's been a ride. It's been a trip, and it's going to be interesting to just kind of look at everything and schedule meetings and add some structure. I used to work at a big old company before I came here, adding a little bit of that boringness. We've been a, lot, a, a long way down this road together. I can remember when you first came on board and I was like, what do you say we never have meetings? And you're like, well, that sounds great. I'm so sick and tired <laughs> of meetings. If I never have another meeting again, I'll be happy. I'm like, rule number one, no meetings. Now you're running meetings. As it turns <laughs> yeah, out. You kind of need to have them. Sometimes you need to talk. Goddamn structure. When we were escaping the rat race, Jay, I was thinking to myself, I am never doing anything rat racy again. I'm never having a meeting taking this tie off and burning it on the barbecue. And then you realize once your business hits a certain point, people have meetings for a reason. People have structure for a reason. Escaping the rat race to create your own company isn't quite as simple as you think it is because a lot of the things that you detested about a job come back to haunt you. Yep. Check this photo out, Bag Milk. So I will not post this, but just a funny photo. My sister moved was in Barcelona for school. Yeah. And the squire and I went to visit and we'd never gone anywhere. And we went over there and I distinctly remember we did like a freedom 35 jump in the air because we're free <laughs> and we'd left. Look at you guys. Right. You're in the back of an Abercrombie commercial. I was more shocked to be on the surface of Mars. I wouldn't have been more shocked than to be in Europe. I never thought I'd go to Europe in my life. And we were like, we're free. And then you get sucked back in. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just been interesting even just going from like a large company where you have to log into phones and you have to have conversations about strategies 18 months out and what you're doing and then to come here and it was a completely different. Probably bad when you first started out, let's be honest. Well, it was interesting. I remember I was thinking about it. I was talking to Overlord Graham the other day about my first day at the office when I showed up and I asked Jay, I was like, what do you want me to do? And he just said, whatever you want. Ah, yeah. That's good management. And I said, very okay. laissez-faire, very... Very, I'm very macro with my management style. But it was good though, in the sense because I had to fill my di- I had to fill my day, and nobody told me what to do, and I just kind of tack stuff on, and uh, that's what I'm going to expect from everybody upstairs is that they don't always need somebody holding their hand. And unfortunately, I'll be the one to hold them accountable if they don't. We got ourselves into a position where 
How many writers are we rocking right now on the roster? I would say, give or take, probably 70 to 80. It's a very, very different operation than when we first started out. It was like you and me, Bingo Fuel, Kent. Yeah. People we didn't know out of Canucks Army. Really hasn't changed all that much. We just lost Kent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Brownlee's still here. Greg is still here. Greg still here. Brownlee's still here. But when you think about the Oilers as like a similar organization, do they call, they don't call people to account. Imagine we'd left all the people that were working with us instead of cleaning house regularly at great pain and to the company and making sure that the right people were here and the wrong people were gone. Like if you don't do that, you just like accumulate all of these old fossils. Yeah. hundred percent. You end up signing Miko Koskinen for three years at 3.5 million when he hasn't proven himself. <laughs> it's hard. Like what? I think this is like a little, it's slightly off topic, but it's on topic. Cause I, th- I see a lot of people right now on social media, like wondering how you do like a complete organizational overhaul. And like, if you bring people in this summer, you got to get a new Poho. You got to get a new GM. You got to get a new coach. You got to replace all the assistant coaches. You got to go to the boys in the bus and shoo them all into a rocket and shoot them at the sun. And like the reality is, I don't think they could do that if they wanted to. No, I there's don't no so continuity either. at that point. No, even if if we're, if we're turning it back to the nation, like there's in the five years I've been here, there's been people that have come and gone in various roles and various responsibilities, but there's always been kind of a core of the same people trying to find the right people. I always get tricked by people. I always get people come in. They're like, Hey, you know what I'm going to do? And I'm like, what's that? And this isn't for the nation. This is just in life. I'm going to do this and this and this. And I'm unbelievable. And I'm like, well, you sound unbelievable. I thank God you're here. A lot of people, I think, feel capable of doing certain things and bless their hearts. I think anyone can do anything if you just roll up your sleeves, but like they completely under deliver. And the key is you got to move with speed when that happens. Yeah. Like it's okay to pick the wrong person, but they need to go. And the day after they're dismissed, the new person needs to start. And like with the nation and, and some of the other businesses, Jay, that we do, like, I feel like we've always done a good job. Maybe we haven't picked always the right person but we always have a new person waiting to replace that person the day after. And like when you don't name a new Poho and you have an acting GM, but not really. And that's like your crew who's going to manage you at trade deadline in year four of Connor's career. Well, it it tells you they didn't have a plan. It just tells you they fired Shirelli out of fan influence. Well, and it was a preemptive move to make sure he didn't fuck anything else up. And so like four so days like, after probably the second worst goalie <laughs> signing in the last 20 like years. It, 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 I get it takes it like it takes time. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Couldn't just fire him four days earlier. Um, we went to letting time. him. Like they they yeah. have to be. They. They have to do the right thing. So whatever. They had no plan. They had they they reactionarily fired Shirelli. And now they have to let this like interim situation happen because. They can't fuck this up because if they do, it'll set us back. Like we're already set back, but it'll set us back a long goddamn time. I want to see somebody come out and speak on behalf of the organization and say things like this is on me. It is my job to fix this. It is my job. The buck stops here. The decisions that people are correctly calling up. Mark Conley, you want to give me the business? Let's go. I'll buy you a Slurpee afterwards. You can yell at me and there can be 30 more media lined up down the hall. I bet you Bob Nicholson won't do another interview like that ever again. 
Oh, no, yeah. If the PR team is actually working, they'll realize they shouldn't let that happen If you think that they kept everybody on a short leash beforehand, the fact that Mark Conley snuck under the razor wire and got a sniper shot. Yeah, he's not invited to the Christmas party. But you know what's also embarrassing is that there is a machine there. There is a PR team, and that's the best they could do. That's the best they could coach Nicholson. It's to like just just say Bakersfield like forty eight times and then try to bring it back to the past to deflect some other hard hitting questions. Like, right now, I'm reading uh, Gary Vaynerchuk's book, Crushing It. Excellent. It is. It's very excellent. And it's funny that you guys are both talking about uh, management taking ownership of their own responsibilities because there's an entire chapter in Crushing It about how if you cannot admit to your mistakes and own them, then you are not worth your weight in anything. And it was just kind of interesting to hear you guys go over it as I'm reading through this chapter in his book. And all three of us are kind of guys that are Gary V guys. Love Gary V. Yeah. Gary V should be Poho. No. Oh. If oh. I was the oil, I would bring in Gary V. If I was the oil, I would make up spectacle of bringing in Gary V, of bringing in um, Anthony Robbins, yeah. of bringing in a whole bunch of people to make content. About organizational change. Yeah, and also to form like a culture smudge as well. Smudge. You're talking like light something on fire and let the smoke burn? Yeah. Smart. We need we need a smudging. We need a smudging. I bring in an exorcist. Oh, need one of those. A uh, five sure, yeah. religion supreme court of priests, rabbis, and other. Maybe the Long Island median. Yeah. Call the dog that. whisperer. I'd bring him in. Oh, yeah. Just to have a walk around with some sort of bulldog. See if he can control that. Some kind of uh, anarchist ceremony, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Ford Hall. Yeah. Maybe. That's Ray Satan. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Sacrifice a goat. I know. Sorry, you animal lovers there. I shouldn't have said that. That's I'm assuming what these people do. I've you watched a lot of movies. Sacrifice a goat in 2019. I don't. My point <laughs> sacrifice, is that. Sacrifice a can of tuna. Yeah. Sacrifice a, a can of beets. Speaking of which, I have to go buy more today and I'm just so upset. You should just go to Costco, get a good deal, buy like, because you know you're going to need to eat another like 40 cans this season somehow. Um, <laughs> So just load up, you know, get the value. Every time I go, I buy about five, six cans at a time. And as I'm in my pantry grabbing them and just the pile gets lower and lower, I just get so upset. And then I have to write Flames content at Flames Nation. It's a bad weekend and I'm upset. Uh, Maybe you should fuck with them. (laughs) Just post Connor highlights. Some mildly like condescending content that's like about that's but that's about what's going on, but like kind of backhanded slapping them around. Sure. Start every sentence with a capital letter that spells a word. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just every letter of the the first word, just it always spells Connor McDavid. Yeah. Always. Botch stats on their articles on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Be like Johnny Goudreau on pace for sixty three points. Yeah, say, you son of a bitch, he's on pace for ninety eight points. Say James Neal's the answer. I'd have been. That would actually be a great troll move. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. And nobody could tell me no. Ha ha. You're the boss. Take that, Flames Nation. James yeah. Neal, who we all know will lead us in the playoffs. <laughs> Why would one of our guys say that? We should fuck you. I, I bet you, like, if James Neal got to change the scenery because some, for some reason it doesn't work in Calgary, I bet you he's still legit. But it, it does seem weird that a guy who always scores 20 has just disappeared. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think he should be an oiler. That's what I think. We'll take Lucic for him. Straight oh, up. That'd be tough. Maybe we can trade Brendan Manning for him. 
I like that we're the busiest team for trades this season in the NHL <laughs> by a country mile. Yeah. And they're just getting out like we're like two for ten. Now they're just redoing them. Spooner was acquired in mid-November. Yeah. Right before we went to Calgary on the nation road trip. Yeah. He's already gone. Yeah. Bananas. Yeah. Bananas. Brandon Manning, already in Bakersfield, traded Drake Kajula and Jason Garrison for him. Now he's gone. If that's not some good downgrade, and I don't know what it is. Wow. It's like, it, 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 it's almost like it was on purpose. I saw an interview with Keith Gretzky. Uh-huh. I liked him. I do too. Yeah. I like the way I don't he does him either. I honest and and I'll and I'll never forget reading in that Gretzky book him saying that his two brothers would have had the mo- a much smoother life if they'd not been named Gretzky. I don't want to like rule out Keith Gretzky as nope. a good GM because he's Gretzky's brother. Yeah, but I do think that timing is a lot of stuff in life, and like this might not be the time in the nepotism franchise. To be rolling him out. But when I saw him talking, I thought he spoke very conscientiously. He didn't look like Gretzky. He doesn't sound like Gretzky. But uh, I just love the narrative that, you know, it, maybe it takes a Gretzky to save the day. I like that. Like, it's it just, I, I, I love it, but I'm not, uh, like, I just feel like if, if they made him GM, I just felt like, well, that's just the laziest thing they could have done. Yeah. And they didn't actually go out to market or have the right conversations or go and represent what the Oilers are about properly to these, like, highly touted candidates well because yeah like right now you can't because i bet there's a lot of candidates for the job who are not able to talk to the oilers mid-season yeah well when you go back to the wha and you look at glenn say <laughs> there how many people did they look for back then yeah because the, co- huh? the, the, the question mark Connolly asked was are you going to do it and to paraphrase doing something more thorough than when you just asked peter shirelli hey do you want to be the gm me and peter shirelli worked together at hockey canada wasn't the question yeah <laughs> Not close to the question. Not at all close to the question. Well, boys, I look forward to documenting our decline into Mariana's Trench together again this year. Amen. If I was the oil, I'd be trying to lose every game. Hey. I would be saying, you know what? It's a deep draft. There's a lot of people here. We could trade for Griffin Reinhardt. Let's get as high of a draft pick as we can. It's just, I remember, and we were talked about it on Oilers Nation Radio on Friday, being at our draft party for Connor's draft. And the the minute they called his name, we all had a shot of Jack in our hand. And I remember cheersing Rick. And I said, things are going to be different. Down the hatch it goes. Here we are with 20 some odd games left. And the Oilers are in are four points out of last place. I'll keep saying it. They, they had it for 20 minutes and then they fucked it all up when we traded for Reinhardt. Best of the worst of the week. <laughs> Best of the week for me. I'm going to go ahead and give a shout out to my man, Frank, for earning himself some free swag. What do you do? Frank's Picks is a game changer to sponsored? the gambling society. It is now sponsored by uh, a nice little local company called Cowtown. Cowtown? Yeah. What do they do? They just sell pet-related items. Cool. Online yes. or a store? Uh, both. Huh. And they, sell for, they send Frank some stuff. Well, that's some nice. toys, some treats. Is there anything for dad? Uh, sometimes they send me treats, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not in this box. Because you ate Frank's what, treats, or they're actually... Well, yeah. Food? I mean, they smell good, so I'm yeah. going to eat them. Like, apparently, they're part of a balanced diet. Well, Why wouldn't teeth I? shiny, and your tail yeah. will be nice and strong. My fur is nice and smooth. Well, good job, Frank. You're pulling your pulling your. Uh, About weight. time you pull your weight. Yeah. Fucking guy's expensive. Jay? 
my best of the week is Sam Gagne is an Oiler again. Um, How weird was it though? Like, have you did you watch the games on the weekend? No. Oh, yeah. To like see him back in the jersey. Like, I'm excited for, to get your reaction when you see him back in it for the first time. Well, just seeing him at the like, like literally like 36 hours before he's sitting at West Edmonton Mall signing autographs at the Oilers autograph thing. He was playing for the Marlies. Like that was just like holy fuck. Yeah, and he drove three hours to get to the game. Determined. And it changed his avatar really fast. Oh, back back where it all started. I'm like, he's doing all the right things. He's going to be named captain. Yeah. It's coming. Huh? He's going to be the CC, the co-captain. He's going to have two Cs. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. My best of the week was also Sam Gagne. How can you not love it? How can you not love it? Something about it just feels right, and it's providing some positivity in real dark times. Do you think, and no one, maybe people have, I haven't seen it. Everybody was all over Manning and how Connor was going to get along with him. What, what does Gagne look over at Cassian? Yeah, that's, that's, it's a weird one. Like, they're all professionals. And I remember, like, Cassian was public to be number one. And we were all of the mind that, like, there was some intent to when he swung his stick to get Gagne where he did. And then he taunted him. Maybe this and is a bad move him. in the long run. Maybe it's like, how can you expect Sam Gagne to rehab his career when the guy who destroyed his career is sitting across the room from him, glaring at him? Sometimes your most powerful ally is your enemy. That's a really good statement. And I might just be, <laughs> I might just be saying this politically because I want something positive to happen. But maybe in this instance, the Maddie McDavid thing, we knew, we knew that was fucking bullshit. This one, maybe, Maybe there's a chance. See, I wouldn't it have been great if they got it on video. The Oilers would never release that though. Like where the meetup, yeah, the two of them come and they shake hands in the middle and be like, "Hey, man, welcome, welcome." Yeah, something like that. Sorry about your teeth, man. That's all right. Sorry about that. Yeah, water under the bridge, old chum. Yeah, let's go and win some hockey games. All right. So yeah, so the, the, there is that. So keep an eye on that. See what see what shakes out there. But worst of the week, bag milk. Worst of the week, I'm going to go ahead and say the Mark Connolly interview today with Bob Nicholson is my worst of the week. Not because Mark did a bad job. I thought he oh, did a fantastic job. I've Thank you, Mark. Man Crush Tuesday on Mark Connolly right now. Um, it was just really disjointed and weird. It was, like, it was like listening to a politician speak. And what he was saying was bullshit. Every word. So that is my worst of the week. Though Mark Connolly does get props. <sighs> My worst. Uh, sorry, oh, sorry. No, go, no, ahead. go ahead. No, no, no I insist. No, 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 no. You go first. I haven't. Yeah. No, because maybe. What if it's the same? I, it's I, not the I, same. I, and I stole your Sam Gagne one already. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. This is not the same. You know when you interact with people on Twitter and you got like your bros and your gals online, then you realize you haven't been following one of them. Mm. I had that. Oh, oh yeah. My boy Captain Felton oh, no. on IG Twitter. We're OG friends. And he and he shoots me a, a note about. I put a photo of Connor up. And I'm like, oh, Captain Felton, he's a good guy, listens to the show. I wonder what he's up to. And I go and look, and I wasn't following him. My apologies, Captain Felton. I'm following you now. You're one of our 13 listeners of the podcast. He pointed out in the DMs. He said, oh, don't worry, Wanya. You don't need to follow me. I'm just your fifth listener of 12. <laughs> You're I'll, on point. I'll tell you a funny thing. Uh, so I guess we'll say my banker. I don't know. Guy who works at a bank that helps me out if I need a loan to get out of a jam. Oh, and uh, he re- sent his reply saying, yeah, no problem. And then the signature was listener number six. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. I thought that was nice. You want to shut him up by name? 
Uh, yeah. Did you uh, just say his first name and last initial? Uh, or a no, funny nickname? No, no, you know what? I don't know. He's a, he's a good dude. His name is Desmond Chow. He works for ATB Financial. Nice. Um, I guess I should have probably accurately displayed what he did. I didn't ca- call him for a loan out of a jam. He's actually a wealth management guy. Really nice. Oh, guy. easy there. Wealth management. Bag milk thoughts? Wow. Uh, I've heard of such a thing. Wealth management. Well, Managing my memes. Check him out. He, he support. You know, he attends our golf tournaments. He, you know, Does he? he support. Oh no, he's a, he's a huge supporter of the nation. So that's why I'm a huge supporter of his. Uh, so Desmond, number six, you're getting shout out, buddy. Thank you. I like that. I like that. Well, I got a worst of the week. Oh yeah, worst of the week. Sorry. So my worst of the week. <laughs> we had, I can't believe we haven't even touched on this as a subject. I'm sad to see Cam go. Oh, man, that was a bummer. Uh, it's right. a bummer. It's We knew it was a necessary evil uh, in the sense of we had a clear room and made the most sense. You know, Philly was willing to offer up a player who, if we do the right things, is still under team control. Uh, but sad to see him go because he's a good room guy. In the name of culture, you know, it's sad to see a guy who actually, you know, wanted to be an oiler. And it was a damn fine Edmontonian. And did you hear the story on his way out? The Oilers traded him to Philly. And he went up to all the brass, all the coaches, thanked him for the chance to be an oiler and was disappointed because he thought he was going to retire here. That was a little intermission story on during oh, Saturday's game. No. So we're talking about culture and we, we lost one of the best there. Uh, you know, the you know, guy who made his home here year round now. Yeah. And then not, and notwithstanding, he hasn't played that well in the last two okay, years. Okay, so I'm going to devil's advocate this because I think it's easy to get down in ourselves. <laughs> but, but it's, it's, so here's the thing. It's, yeah, his play hasn't been that good, but there was an opportunity maybe to see, to get him stay at a reduced, to be a backup, a veteran leader and all that because there is a value to good guys in the room, even though their abilities may not qualify to be like, you know, a full time person, mm-hmm. you know, Matt Hendricks. Why did you go? Why did you let him go? Cam Talbot, it's sad, but, you know, Peter Shirelli created such a cap hell that we had to let a good guy go. And that's why it's my worst of the week. But anyways, devil out, devil's advocate it away. I love Cam Talbot. If we're picking our goalies based on niceness, he should be the Vezina winner every year. Yep. The D in front of him is porous. Yep. I think we owe it to Cam Talbot to let him go to brighter pastures. Yep. Because I think that he has a Devin Dubnik type comeback in him. Well, he's being put in a situation to be that of a mentor. But he only has one year left in his deal, correct? Yep. So he could go mentor in Philly. Well, it's just for this season, yeah, because he's and the UFA at the end. Go to somewhere summer. else. I'm yep. thinking those are the greener pastures. I'm oh, of course. Sure. And I and I wish all the best for him because he is a good dude. He's one of the good guys. So he deserves the best. Hopefully he can uh Find a, a nice second act somewhere else, a la Dubnik, and shove it in our face. Um, but, yeah, just tough to see a good guy go. Now, do you feel better with a shaky Talbot starting in net to start the season off? Or do you feel better ending the year with Koskinen and <laughs> so the funny thing about Anthony this, Stolarz. The Stolarz guy is if we don't play him for 30 minutes – Ten times. Ten times he's a UFA. So they can just let him go away. So I'm wondering, just because of how funny the organization has been, I'm wondering if they even knew that, if that was the situation. <laughs> like, uh, uh, that, that's just a question. They might have. Like Social media immediately caught into that being like, 
oh my god, like he's got to play this, this, and this, or he's a UFA, or whatever a class six UFA or whatever the hell it's called. So the question is, is did they do a physical on Ryan Whitney's ankles before they traded him for Lubinir Vishnowski? Certainly not. He'll be fine. <laughs> Um, uh, so it's, it's a question. I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe they did just, and, and, uh, but you know, they just signed Costin for three half million, but they need to get that guy some nice time. So like they're running out of time. Well, we'll figure it out, boys. We, we're going to do it together. You, me, Jay, Captain Felton, Jay's wealth management guy who goes to work in a Bentley every morning. Five <laughs> of us. We'll sort it out. It's a real life podcast. See you next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.